0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study, the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Meeting. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Florida. And today is Thursday, February 8th, 2018. And today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter, There is a Solution, and we are on page 25, and we will be reading the second paragraph and comments on that paragraph. And tomorrow, we will um, the appendix will be read tomorrow, but not today. The reference ID, the share ID for yesterday, Wednesday, February 7th, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, is 11,014-11014. And the share ID for yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 11,016-11016. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Kathy R. to read the 12 steps of a way for us, please.
1: Good morning, everybody. This is Kathy R. in the Clearwater area of Florida. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and so happy to be here today. These are the twelve steps of our wonderful program. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Number three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, And number 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and have a great day.
0: Thank you, Kathy R. I will now ask Esther F. to read the 12 Traditions of OA for us, please.
2: Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. And twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you so much for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Esther F. How our meeting works? In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. And today, we are resuming our study of the big book. We are in the chapter, There is a Solution. We are on page 25, the second paragraph that starts, The Great Fact is This. We will be reading only this paragraph today, and tomorrow the spiritual experience appendix will be read and discussed. And I will ask Rita Kay to read this for us, please.
3: Good morning, Monica. My name is Rita Kay and I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, thank you. The great fact is just this and nothing less that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our lives and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do for ourselves. You know, this is a wonderful paragraph and I had to kind of work hard to read it because I have it so many words circled and underlined and red lined and yellow lined and and uh it's so good because first of all the thing one of the things that sticks out to me is that he used the word fact twice. You know, in this small paragraph. wanting to be sure that we understood that this is real stuff. This is truth that he's talking about. And, you know, and and then he talks about um, the deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life. And that word revolution is going to be dealt with a lot more, uh, a little bit more, you know, once we read the appendix. But when I was in college, there was a song out. Uh, That said, the revolution will not be televised, and what that meant was that things are going to happen so fast and so quickly, and the change is going to be so great until like the cameras aren't going to have a chance to even to even monitor things. And so, and I think about this and. We talk about the spiritual awakening and the spiritual experience, and whether it's a white light experience, or whether it's gradual, but it doesn't it doesn't really matter because the outcome is just what this paragraph is saying. our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows and toward god's universe it changes you know, and sometimes we just look up and we wonder, well, how did I start acting like how did I start being different, or our kids will see differences or People will see a different light in our face. And this is something that just happens, you know, for most of us uh, gradually. And I like the the second time he used the word fact. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our heart. And lives in a way which is indeed miraculous and don't forget when he's using the word our Creator don't get turned off he's talking about a higher power and that has to be a higher power of your choosing and so but you know but the word miracle once again here is a word that is outstanding because the way I am living today, whether it's my attitude toward food or toward the person who just cut me off in traffic, sometimes I'm amazed myself, you know, at the way I react or the way I don't react. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm human. And sometimes it's after the fact I have to look back and go, oh, wow, I could have done that differently. But the the thing is, is that a miracle is occurring in my life in a very root, in a very revolutionized way, and whether it's fast or whether it's slow over time, is happening that in a way that my creator wants it to happen, and with that I pass.
0: Thank you, Rita K. And a big oops! I forgot to mention today's readers, and today's readers are the Twelve Steps, Kathy R. The Twelve Traditions, Esther F. And our text readers, are Rita K. Thank you, Rita. Liz V, Carmella G, and our newcomer greeter today is Linda D. And there's Team Tuesday. And with that, I'm going to open up the floor. And who would like to share this morning? Julie. Julie. Tina. I heard Julie. That was it. Tina, Tina. S. Tina Sue.
4: Kim G. Amanda S.
0: Kim. Barbara. Amanda E. Barbara, I am just a-writing, guys. <laughs> okay, this is what I've got. Julie R., Tina S., Sue, Kim G., Amanda, and Barbara. So let's go with that. Julie R., you're up.
5: Hi, thanks, Monica. This is Julie R., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. You know, the, for, the, for me, you know, how do I identify with this? It says that I'm going to have a deep and effective spiritual experience. So, you know, what does that mean? It means that I am not going to act, think, or behave the way I did. And I, it's not just about actions. It's my thoughts. It's me trying to be right. It's me thinking about what I'm going to say before the other person finishes your conversation. It's me doing, um, not doing inappropriate things, but not just that, but not wanting to do inappropriate things. That's the key. That's that deep, effective spiritual experience. It's me going into a meeting and listening and trying to understand what the other person's point of view is, instead of me going in there with my agenda to win. You know, it, that is not me. That's not how I operate. I mean, I'm in a um, my job demands that I'm a controlling person, but I don't have to be me. And. It's like I can just look back in this last um, three and a half years since I've been recovered again, and it's like, oh, my gosh, if somebody would have had Julie before and Julie now, they wouldn't have thought it was the same person. It's like my husband and I, we had the best relationship. What happened? I don't have to be right. I don't have to do things that would upset people. It's, you know, It's like I tried so many times to stop doing a behavior, and it never worked because it was all driven by self-will. So this effective, deep, spiritual experience comes from my will and my God's will combined together. And, you know, of course you have to have the food down 100%, black and white abstinence, or it's still running the show. And I am just, I am so glad to be alive. I am thriving do I have issues? You bet I do, but I don't have to cause havoc. So yeah, you know, I am not that woman anymore. And I am free, free of some things that I was not a very good person. And God has relieved that from me by doing the work and having this ongoing spiritual experience. So with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica.
0: Thank you, Julia. Yeehaw. All right. Tina S. You're up and then it'll be Sue G.
6: Thanks so much, Monica. Tina S. uh recovered compulsive eater anorexic in Florida. Wow, great stuff. Great shares. Thanks so much. Well, I'm in the right place, for sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, what I love that was already shared was how many times fact is used and also the absolute certainty. You know, these are truths, indisputable truths that this stuff does happen, you know, if I do some things. And it talks about the deep and effective spiritual experience that's has revolutionized our whole attitude and outlook, you know, and that 's happened for me and it 's through the process of the twelve steps um, in the in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous for me, and the transformation that comes about you know and it, and it talks about the last sense he has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves you know i 'm doing all this stuff in step one where i 'm on my own, managing my life gets me no place, and the solution steps two through twelve this uh, spiritual awakening or experience comes about, you know, for me, and it has been this slow over time type of thing. And, And what happens is, and I love this part, it says that the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. You know, I thought about this stuff for a very long time in my head. I wanted this. I wanted to do that. I wanted to follow directions and through the process, from the head to the heart, I was always told was the longest distance. And the transformation comes about when it is in my heart and that I do these things from the heart. And I exhibit that in my life today. And what a gift because I am a different person, one day at a time. With that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Tina S. Suji. it's your turn, and then it'll be Kim
7: G. Good morning. This is Suji. Be covered by the grace of God from Michigan. Um. When I first had my spiritual awakening or my light bulb that went off, I was um, a young adult and really didn't, I had so much to learn. I, I really um, didn't understand. All I knew is that I had that experience. And my life did change. And my attitude, um, my whole life growing up has been one of, of love and um not being upset when people cut me off in traffic, and always wanting to study more. But when I rededicated my life and had the the way big light bulb go off as an adult, um, miracles started to happen. Um, this is this is long before OA. So when I came into OA,
8: I expected. That that what I knew um, would be enough
7: and, and what I didn't get was that I was to apply them it was the application I was missing that I was to apply them to the steps and live them according to you know within the steps and uh it took me a long time to uh, to be told that, to have a sponsor that was recovered and could um, explain that to me. And I'm still learning, uh, still learning and still growing. But I felt so grateful that I already did have that spiritual experience uh, that I already had the awakening when I came into program. Um, and uh, I'm growing with Step 11 every day, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Sue G. Kim G, it's your turn, and then it will be Amanda.
9: Good morning, Monica. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. What hope and possibility that we're hearing here, but I'll tell you that the precursor to hope is actually hopelessness. So this is, this is what I had to uh, accept for myself. The great fact is just this and nothing less, that we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences, which has revolutionized, revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellow, and towards God's universe. So I had to be confronted 17 years in LA that, I've, yeah, I've had some deep spiritual experiences. You know, finding out I had a disease was a, disease, a deep spiritual experience. Finding a fellowship that understood my feelings, the way I ate, the way I thought, the way I felt was a deep spiritual experience. But if I was 17 years in OA in the middle of a five-year relapse, I had to admit what I was doing wasn't effective. And I love that word revolution. You know, the definition is a violent overtaking of one government for another. And let me tell you, what I was looking for was a gentle way. I remember doing, finding a book called The Gentle Path to the 12 steps. And I don't know about your disease, but I can tell you about my disease. My disease dragged me around by my throat. And I needed a radical solution to my radical problem. Now I think about on page 59 where it says, here are the steps we took, which is an action, which is suggested as a program of recovery. And what I did for many years in Overears Anonymous is I would read the steps, I would discuss the steps, I would analyze the steps, But was I really taking the steps? You know, personally, my program was was mostly about people's opinions. It was a bunch of slogans and meetings. And I did what was convenient. And my consequences were temporary respites. When I look back at it now, I realize for 17 years, my first 17 years in OA, I would put the food down and I would face the food and I would fight the food every single day. I would throw tools at it and get a better sponsor, get a better food plan. And the food would pummel me over and over and over. And then seven years ago, when I was cornered at last, I put the food down and I faced the solution with everything I had. I revolutionized my whole attitude towards life, towards my fellows and towards God's universe by taking the steps specifically and precisely. I dared these steps to work. I dared it to work. And let me tell you the consequences of doing these steps specifically was I've had seven years of contented abstinence. So why would I want to let you people know today is don't settle. Don't settle for temporary respites in the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. Ask yourself today, how free do you want to be? And join us on this happy road to destiny and do these steps specifically and precisely. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim G.
0: Amanda, I didn't get your last
4: initial. It's
0: your turn, and then it'll be Barbara E.
4: Good morning. May I be heard? This is Amanda S. Yes, you may. Okay, wonderful. Good morning. This is Amanda S., recovered compulsive overeater in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. What jumped out for me this morning is the sentence, the central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way in which is indeed miraculous. And I think what really jumped out for me was the absolute certainty because this is a guarantee. This is a guarantee that this program works by the first hundred who worked it. The first hundred who worked the 12 steps are guaranteeing that. And um, I just was thinking about how many diets and programs I had done in which they would show me results, but then there was an asterisk and it would say something like results not typical. Um, So every diet and other way that I had tried, they were not guaranteeing that I would get what I thought I wanted. Uh, They were not guaranteeing that I would get what they were promising. Um, But here, the first 100 are guaranteeing that if I work the steps, I will get what they got. And I just think that is so beautiful. And, um, it took me seven years to do it. So there's no guarantee that you'll get it, it, you know, in, in a day. Um, but I worked the steps in succession abstinently and I did it one through 12, um, for, for three straight years, um, one through 12, one through 12, one through 12. Um, and with that, um, My creator has entered into my heart in a way that truly miraculous. And with that, I will pass. Thank
0: you, Amanda F. Barbara E., it's your turn.
4: Thank you so much.
10: I love what I heard today. Um, For me, what jumped out is if you are as seriously alcoholic as we were, we only have two alternatives, to go to the bitter end or to have a spiritual experience a complete psychic change. For me, what is that psychic change? Well, Webster says the goal of a psychic change is to let one's higher power into one's life, to remove selfishness and ego-driven thoughts so that I and you and we can be of help to others and sharing what we've received. And for me, there were only two doors left. One really led to spiritual and physical destruction. I've been told that by doctors. I knew it in my heart. I saw it in my actions toward my, towards my family. I had to make a choice. I had to decide whether to live in faith or whether to live from fear. And I made that choice. Now, I've heard about rocketing to the fourth dimension. That was not me. Mine was the slow, educational, drip, 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 just like the erosion of the Appalachian Mountains through sun, wind, and rain. I needed that spiritual, educational variety that I'm so grateful we're going to be talking about and reading about tomorrow on page 566. This is the program that worked for me. I like that they said, there is a recovery in you. There is a solution. Because I had been looking for the magic bullet forever and ever. If you remember the Lone Ranger, the magic bullet. And once once I lost the weight and thought I was thin and thought I was normal and I wasn't and I gained the weight again I knew the magic bullet was tarnished, was not real. The magic bullet had to come from it in within me. And I had to accept that I had to go through the process completely, deflation, inventory, confession, restitution, work with others. I had to do it to save my soul, to save my life, to save my relationships with others. And I am willing. I am willing because for me, recovery is about learning to love and value myself enough to stop destroying myself and learning to change my mind, get rid of my prejudices, and open my heart. Thank you all for this wonderful meeting. I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara E. And just a gentle reminder, if you're not speaking, please mute your phone. And um, we are on page 25. We are reading the second paragraph, the great fact is just this, and commenting on that. And who else would like to comment this morning? Sima
11: M. Is, uh, Larry K.
0: Lima, Sima. I'm pulling you of there. Harlan. <laughs> Diane M. Diane M. Oh, you're all being so nice to me. Thank you. Vasa O. Vasa.
12: Vasa. Kathy K.
0: Kathy. Okay, this is what I've got. I've got Sima, and I didn't get your last initial, Larry K., Harlan G., Diane M., Vasa O., and Kathy K. Sima, you're up. Good
13: morning. This, uh, this is Sima M., Grateful Compulsive Overeater, Living in Recovery. Uh I love this paragraph. I came into OA 43 years ago. I had already lost weight. I had never been to uh, any kind of a group program. I had only lost weight using diet books and my own uh, methods. And I was desperate and I I told my therapist I just knew that I was about to jump off the cliff and gain all the weight back. And she told me about Overeaters Anonymous and I came in and I listened and they gave me a food plan and told me to get a sponsor and call it in. And I was baffled because I had already lost weight, and nobody was telling me what was going to happen or how I was going to solve this problem. But luckily for me, I heard a speaker a couple of days later who had been in AA and who talked about the program of recovery and was a very positive person and nine-step promises and all of that, and I felt that was my experience of my first spiritual experience that this is, I've come to the right place. Um, I wish I could say from there, I just uh, went all the way through and recovered. I didn't, um, but I do know that with that, that I uh, did learn how all of these things, that I had um, a beginning of a a connection with a higher power, that my whole attitude Uh, Toward life change because I didn't have an attitude toward life. I just thought my only problem was that I was fat, and then if I lost weight, I would have a boyfriend and live happily ever after. So that was my attitude on life. Uh, Toward our fellows, I just thought people were there to make me happy. I didn't know how to interact with them. And towards God's universe, I didn't even have a concept of God's universe. I was living in my own universe. So all of these things have come to have come to fruition in my life. And without this program, I wouldn't have a life and I wouldn't be a human being. I don't even know if I'd be alive because I was so uh, lonely and depressed. So um, I have everything in my life is due to this program and I am grateful and with that I shall
14: pass.
0: Thank you, Sima M. Larry K. you're up and then
11: it'll be Harlan G. Good morning, Monica. Thanks for your service the, um, you know, I, I, I like that word effective. I, it, it takes me back, um, uh, takes me back probably about two decades ago. And I remember meeting with the, uh, the surgeon and he, he told me that he said, Larry, this, this is going to be effective. In fact, you're going to love me. You're going to love me. You're going to love this process. It's going to be, this is going to be a very effective process. And, um, and you know, I remember um, uh, I was able to drive myself to the surgery center, and I, I would have to arrange for a ride back. Um, of course, I I didn't get a ride there. This was going to be my little secret, right? It cost me about eight thousand dollars. Insurance didn't cover doesn't cover liposuction surgery. Um, it wasn't effective. It was not effective it was not effective see for something to be effective it has to be real oh this was real they 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 cut an incision and they they had uh, i forgot what the tool was called of course i was out but they explained it to me it needs to be real it was real it uh, for something to be effective it needs to be reliable this was not reliable i was not reliable For something to be effective, it needs to be able to work under any circumstances. No one told me that the, uh, the fat cells around my belly that, you know, they, they would grow. They would remove some of them, but the one, the existing ones there would grow. And they did. It was not going to work under any circumstances. See, for something to be effective, it has to be real it has to be reliable and it has to work under any circumstances that didn't i went back to have another liposuction surgery about two years later because it wasn't effective you know this spiritual transformation is more about removing you know the um the obsession it did remove the obsession and it's about an an total internal restructuring i wasn't a dumb individual when I had the liposuction surgery, I was a professor. Um, I, I had all the degrees and so forth. I, most people would have said I was a fairly intelligent person. Yet that was, that was the very best idea that I had to deal with this problem. I knew I had a problem to find an effective solution. It was not to be an effective solution. I needed a complete spiritual transformation where I would be brought into alignment with a higher power of my own understanding. That's what the implementation of these steps do, is a total realignment, total change. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Monica.
0: Thank you, Larry K. Harlan G., you're up, and then it'll be Diane M.
15: Thank you, Monica, and thank you to Team
11: Thursday.
15: I'm Harlan G., and I'm a recovered, compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. My life run on my will, my way, is a life of defeat, a life of doubt, and a life of deep-seated unhappiness and frustration. I did not come here to find God. I did not come here to find hope. I did not come here to find a better way of life. I didn't even come here for any other reason than to get my friends off my back. I was dragged to OA in February of 1979 by people who loved me, who were sick and tired of watching me die right in front of their eyes. I came in emasculated physically and emotionally. I came in deformed by this disease. I was 335 pounds as a senior in high school. I was 500 pounds by the time I was a sophomore in college. I couldn't walk hardly at all. I couldn't function at all at any level. And I had the cleanest steering wheel in Illinois because the bottom part of my stomachs would make sure that there was a black mark on my pants where the steering wheel hit it and my steering wheel was shiny. I came into OA. I started taking some actions that I saw you taking that I did not even yet believe in. It says here he has commenced to accomplish those things for us, which we could never do by ourselves. There's no way I could have gotten here. There's no way I'd still be alive. There's no way I could be standing on legs. There's no way I could be abstinent for 19 years and to have done so happily. Yes, there are areas of my life I wish were different. Profoundly, I wish they were different. But my creator has entered into my heart and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. And oh, by the way, by the way, I've lost a little over 500 pounds, and I have done so happily. Join us. Walk this path with us. Trudge the road of happy destiny. Start taking action after action after action that you do not even yet believe in, but we're telling you that it worked for us and so it will work for you. And with that, I will pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Harlan. And next is Diane M, and then it'll be Vasa O.
8: Diane M, we can't hear you, star
0: one to unmute, please.
14: Can you hear me now?
0: Yes, we can.
14: Okay, thank you. Uh, This is Diane M a recovered compulsive overeater from Chicago. And this is my first time calling in on the line. I'm unable to do live meetings, so for one year now exactly, I've been podcasting. But today I needed to rearrange my schedule in order to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much to you visionaries. This program has revolutionized My 34 years in this program, you explained there's a solution and how you've worked it out, how you put it into action. And the light bulbs kept coming and coming. And finally, I got it. And I was putting it into action. The great fact of this reading has become true for me, and I'm just so grateful. Thank you again, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Diane. Welcome. Vasa O., it's your turn, and then it'll be Kathy Kay.
12: Yes, thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Monica, for your service. I just love other people's shares, and I can relate, and, you know, it's just, it's, they've said it for me already, I feel Anyways, when I came to the program, I didn't know anything about it. I just wanted to lose the weight, and I was going to leave. And I thank God for the person that brought me into over Eaters Anonymous, had gone, she had been AA and OA, and she 12-stepped me before I even came to the program. Just a little bit about the steps, you know, just a little bit, little bit. And... Um, I, you know, the biggest action I had ever taken was to admit and to surrender to God that I was powerless over this food and uh, and and to work the 12 steps the way they laid out in the big book. I had no clue about the allergy. I didn't know much about the mental obsession. I've learned that all here. It's a miracle. And for me, I was terrified. I was really terrified to surrender to God. And, I mean, I had no problem admitting to somebody else, but even I grew up with, with a fearful, fearful, punishing God. I didn't know what this God was going to do to me, strike me down or raise me, but I was so desperate. I, this was my last stop, you know, and it was different than any other things I had done in my whole life till I came to Overeaters Anonymous. And I remember in those days when I was into the food, I remember thinking, oh, if I, in those days, the people used to have their jaws wired. Um, uh, uh, or they took all kinds of pills, you know, diet pills. I didn't take diet pills because I didn't have the money. I remember taking a little laxative, few here and there. I did use my fingers. I did throw up sometimes, not that often. I couldn't afford to buy the food. So it was I didn't want to lose I didn't I didn't have the money to keep on buying it. I remember thinking, well maybe if I go to a hypnotist, I was terrified to go to a hypnotist, they might not bring me back. And I thought about the gastro bypass, but I was too embarrassed. Or we didn't have the money. There was no insurance in that also. And this was this was it for me. I needed to admit there was powers and whether I was terrified to get on my knees and to surrender, but I did it anyways. I was saying, well, it's live or die, Vasa. You have to take a chance. If your sponsor is telling you this is going to work, and I said, I will do it, you know, even if I was afraid. And I did. And uh, it says, hey, my creator has entered. I remember saying, I said a prayer. I said, now I put the food in your hands. Uh, Please forgive me for all the sins or character defects that they are here. I, you know, forgive me, and I can't do this any longer. And I had a spiritual experience right then and right that moment. I didn't know what had happened to me. I just knew something wonderful happened. And that was the beginning of my new life with this Creator. If I didn't have this experience, I would have never stayed for 30 years. (laughs) I'll wrap it up. I would have never stayed in this program for 32 years. That was my motivation to put the food down and not to go back into it. And that's why I've been here for all these years. And it's my life is rocketed. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa all. Kathy Kay, it's your turn.
16: Thank you, Monica. It's Kathy Kaye recovered in Boston. I'm so grateful for all the shares, Today, and uh, wanted to add my voice because my uh, spiritual awakening has been of the educational variety and it's been slow and plodding and um, unnoticeable at many points in time. I was raised in an agnostic family and I spent my first 12 years in OA, working every aspect of OA, meaning all the tools, um, but not cracking open the big book. Um, And it wasn't until I started reading the big book that I realized I was missing the whole point of the 12 steps, uh, which was to develop a viable relationship with a higher power. And that's been a struggle for me. It has not come naturally, easily, or all at once. But by doing the steps with a guide and being as diligent as I can, including acting as if, you know, sitting in quiet time, listening for God's direction even when I don't feel like I have a connection with my higher power has been what has sustained me and led me to gradual changes in the way I think and feel. So I really wanted to make note of that. Um, The solution for me has not been dramatic. It's been... Uh, consistently working the steps over time and listening a lot to what others share about their own recovery. And I can say today I am grateful. I have experienced a psychic change, and I know I will continue to do so as long as I continue to practice the steps as they're laid out in the big book. And... um, I'm really, really grateful that I have stayed around and that others have encouraged me uh, through your shares and your spiritual experiences. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kathy Kay. We're on page 25, the second paragraph. We've got about 10 minutes, so probably about three people. Who else would like to share?
17: Jody, EQ?
0: well Sam. Sure. Janet Jody, Russ, Janice. Okay, let's go with that. Jody, you're up.
8: I think I heard Jody.
0: Okay, Russ, let's go with you, and then maybe she'll come back.
8: Good morning, it's Russ M., Recover Compulsive Overeater outside of Philly. Um, so deep and effective spiritual experiences. Well, I, I came up Christian. I'm i a Catholic. And I was active in my faith my whole life. And my wife and I have a worship band that's been around for a while. And we've seen some crazy things go on that you might even think we were BSing about if we told you. So I had spiritual experiences i've I've been there and 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 had these things where my the scales came off my eyes and uh i've seen miracles i honest to goodness I've seen some miracles in, in in our in our midst you know like and I'm a cynical guy yet I never held on to it could never take it to the next day could never take it to the it was never long term it didn't revolutionize me. And but my point being is that you know I was in the food, food was my god. How could I sustain anything when I was still in myself? I had like glimpses of of, of spirituality, but until I worked these steps, I realized it ain't. The heavens aren't going to open up for me. They're like oh, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's slow incremental progress. That's how it's worked with me. And when I look back. I see each step in life, each part of this process, and I see a huge revolutionary change. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, but you got to do the work. And take it from somebody that cut corners his whole life. In every aspect of my life, I've cut corners. Until I was desperate, and I knew I was going to die if I didn't do these things. Take it from me. If it can happen for me, It can happen for you. Just put the ego down and uh, surrender it to God the way you can, even in little parts, a little bit each day, and you'll get free. Thank you so much. Love you all. Have a great day. I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Russ M. and Jody. Jody EQ, I think it was. Are you here?
17: Yes, I am. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. Go ahead, Jody.
17: Okay. Thank you, Monica. This is Jody EQ again, gratefully recovered in California. So I was um, saying, I thought I was still there, <laughs> um, that the revolution that has taken place in me, probably the most significant one, is that I know today that it's not all about me. Before I got here, it was an obsess- obsessive thoughts about Jody: What should Jody do? What does Jody want? Who likes Jody, who doesn't like Jody? It's all about Jody, and today, one day at a time, and I am not perfect at this, I strive to be of service to somebody else, as a sponsor. In my career and in any way that I can be. Doesn't mean that I, you know, don't think about what I need at all or don't pay any attention to myself. No. It's that 11 step St. Francis prayer. It is by self forgetting that one finds. It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. And it is by dying to the ego one awakens to eternal life. That is the revolution. That is the deep and effective spiritual experience that is happening in me to this, to this day. Um, it's not like it, it just happens and, there's, and it's done. No. Every day is a day when I must carry the vision of God's will into all of my activities. And I humble myself before my Creator, and I offer myself to God. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Jody EQ, Janice, PM, it's your turn.
18: Yeah, good morning to you, Monica T., very quickly. Yes, my name is Janice PM, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. You know, I came into OA as a last resort for physical results. I mean, that's what I came to our way for. You know, I wanted to be thin. I thought if I was thin, everything in the world would be fine. My life would be all set. My husband would be good. My son would be. But, you see, I came in, and I didn't know that I had more problems. Well, first, I was the problem because I was the power. And I found that, okay, I, you know, I lacked power with the food. I mean, I found out I was powerless, but I had more than a physical problem. I had a spiritual problem. And, you know, they told me that I'm saying, you know, well, I pray and I go to church, you know, I didn't really know what my spiritual malady was until, until I knew I lacked power and I knew I needed something. I, I came here for results. But, you know, I just dwelled on the abstinence. I dwelled on my weight. Then everything in my life would be manageable. I would think different and everything. But that didn't come true. It didn't happen to me until I embarked on the actions of the steps. Then what happened is this: the power of my creator came through, <laughs> you know, through this process. And then I found, I didn't even think I had a spiritual malady. I mean, I didn't even know what, the, what it was. I mean, it, but it's part of my problem. And so it tells us in the book, especially on page 64, when the spiritual malady is overcome. And if you do the steps like I did, you know how I do them every day, I see when I'm resentful. I see when I'm fearful. I I acknowledge when I'm doing harm to somebody. That's the spiritual malady plus other things in my life. So when that is overcome, then I straighten out mentally and physically the other way around you see i didn't know let me let me straighten out physically first which i of course you have to when you're abstinent but i thought that was the answer to my all my problems but i received that power given to me through the steps i didn't do i mean it was given to me and that's why today thank you god i am a recovered compulsive overeater and with that i pass thanks
0: Thank you, Janice P.M. And we've got about a minute and a half left here, so I'm going to jump in. I'm Monica T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. The great fact, the great truth is just this and nothing else, that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences. You know, that's past tense there. This is the recovered, the 100 recovered alcoholics who are telling us this. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. Now, when I first read this with my guide, uh, I made the old hair stand up on Monica's neck. Why? Because I wasn't here. I didn't understand any of this stuff. I wasn't sure about this God stuff. So I just wanted to say, if that's where you are right now, and that's how you're feeling, it's okay. The whole purpose of working through the 12 steps is to establish a relationship with a power greater than you or deepen a relationship, if you have one, with a power greater than you that will do what? Who will accomplish those things for you that you could never do for yourself. You know, I spent 40, 50 years trying to figure this out. I didn't really understand. I didn't know if it was going to work for me, these steps, but I did them. Like we like to say, like my hair was on fire, do the work. And as a result, step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of doing this work. And with that, I shall pass. And we have come to the end of our time so quickly again here today. Thank you to everyone who has shared Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, February 8th, is 11,019, 11,019. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Liz V., Could you read for us, please, from page 164?
19: Sure thing, Monica. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Oh, I'm Liz, a recovered compulsive overeater from North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely need some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you.